How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode eight of the GAN Gym podcast. My name is Ashin Quinn, and we are back for another one. Uh, this week's going to be a wee bit different. It's just going to be me on the podcast, um, and I kind of want to use this as an opportunity to go over kind some more specific things that I've been getting a lot of questions on Instagram about, and and questions through uh, through other sort of forms of social media. And, and basically, it's nearly all kind of ranging around the off season. So, majority of players and teams now are, are at that period where games are all finished and there's kind of this lull of not having any games not being in pre-season training so you know it's kind of hard to know what to do um so i thought i wanted to expand a wee bit on that there today um and just chat about my own training and kind of what's going on there um so we finished up our football it's probably now maybe a month ago uh, maybe even a wee bit longer but um it was at this point kind of end for us uh, finishing earlier than we what what we what we wanted, but that's just football, not the way it goes, and you kind of get on with it. Um, but the uh, semi-finals, their championship were championship were last week, and they were some really good games. The Slackney and Glen Maharaj game were were really good. Um, just such a exciting game, really good football, very physical. Um, it was a brilliant game to watch, and and Glen ended up winning it, and they're now in the final against Marfelt. So that's gonna be really good. That's I think uh, next weekend. Um, so I'm gonna try to get up to that there. But um, it was a good one, and then Claudia played Drum Cern in the in the uh, semi final of the intermediate. It was another really good game. Um, and Claudia ended up edging that out, and they play for Glen in the final now, and for Glen were the team that beat us. Um, so yeah, good football in there at the minute. Derry Derry Club Championship was brilliant. There's really like it's hard to pick favorites. It's hard to pick who's going to win it. It's just so competitive, but that's what makes it so good. And there was like six thousand plus people there last week at Ombeg, which is to me that's amazing. Like um for Derry for what is essentially a local competition gets that many people, and like he would never. I don't think you would get that at a at a soccer game, which is essentially professional or semi professional. So it is amazing. Like um since that's finished up i've been doing quite a bit of training myself and um it's been going good like it i've kind of basically the goals pretty simply is get stronger and build up a better fitness base i felt kind of looking back in last year i probably didn't do enough work fitness wise in in pre-season like i I wasn't in bad shape necessarily fitness wise but it wasn't as good as what it could could have been and was good it had been in previous years so um it's something i'm working on now and i've started in day but i running recently you know only maybe two milers and, and three k's but i've really been enjoying it um and basically at the minute now this is obviously subject to change but my kind of my plans throughout the week is i'm going to lift weights four times um and that's usually going to be two upper body and two lower body sessions that's just my minimum one to do is, is four sessions if i get time to do another one i will um enjoy going to the gym and enjoy doing it so I know that sounds like a lot to maybe some people listening, but you know I enjoy that and I, I fucking have a gym, so it's not like it's that difficult to do all the time. Um, the other thing then is my fitness work. So I've I've actually started a bit of boxing. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, you can maybe say I've got a bit of a black eye because um I've been going into boxing kind of for fitness, but also to to just help relieve a bit of stress because um it, it happens. I think with with work and running the business, you just get stressed out. So going and punching a heavy bag has been um has been good for the been good for the headspace but then i thought i would jump in the ring with someone else and uh learned that um it's not as easy as it looks um but i enjoyed it and i'm continuing to enjoy it and basically i'm trying to do that you know a minimum of two times a week um in a good week i'll, I'll do it three times depending on what i've got going on but been really enjoying that and 
I think it's not a bad thing for footballers to do. Um, Fitness-wise, building the aerobic base, it's really good, but just that aggression side of it's very primal. It's going to be using a lot of the same muscles you're going to be working and tackling. It's that same kind of aggression that you need. Um, and I think it's a very good skill to have as well. Not necessarily that you're going to use it on the pitch, but I think it's just a good skill for life to have, learning how to box. But yeah, I've been enjoying that, so I'm trying to do that two or three times a week. And then I'm doing yoga once a week with um, uh, Frank Keeley, uh, Frankly Yoga on Instagram. And uh, I'm just doing one-on-one yoga sessions with Frank at the minute. And doing it once a week, and I've been really enjoying it too. Yoga is something I was, I've done it a couple of times before, and I was terrible at it. Like, And I have been doing it recently, and really enjoying it, and getting into it, and learning that things like breathing and, and holding those kind of isometric um, uh, yoga holds is really a tough thing to do. But as I say, have been enjoying it and been feeling the benefits, you know, feeling stronger, breathing, you know, learn how to breathe is improved. Um, but again, it's a new skill and something that I'm enjoying doing and I hope to take forward. And again, once a week is the kind of, is the plan I have with that going forward. And then the final one is, is my running. So uh, I'm trying to do a minimum of two running sessions per week. If it's a good week, I might try and get three in. I might try and get four in. Um, this week, I think I got three runs in. Um, last week, it was two. So I think if I can have a minimum of two every week with everything else I've got going on, I'm pretty happy. Um, if it's a good week, I might get three in. Now, I know that's a lot, like four gym sessions, one yoga, three boxing, two or three runs. It sounds like a lot. What I would say is, and what I would caution is, you, you, know, you have to remember what the context of all these things is. The runs I'm doing are, are two miles or three Ks. So that takes fucking 15 minutes a run, maybe less. Um, now, I do it at a higher intensity, but it takes a lot less. Um, out of you, then, you know, doing an hour or two hour run, whether it be miles and miles, I just, number one, I don't have the time to do that. I don't have the time to do an hour or two hours of running. And then I just don't really want to because it would be kind of boring. Um, at least it would be for me. But I enjoy doing the two two milers and, and three Ks. I might increase maybe some of them a wee bit more, um, maybe four or five mile. But um, that's kind of my limit because I like I like that kind of two mile, three K, five K distance because you can go really hard at it. You know, you're talking like I done a three K uh, today there on the treadmill in ten minutes thirty seven seconds. I think it was. And you're going just as hard as you can for the 10 minutes. You know, if I was to do maybe a 10 miler, I would be going at a lot, lot slower pace, which has its advantages. But, you know, I like the idea of just going hard at it and being absolutely broken when I jump off the treadmill. Um, so I've been doing that. And then the gym sessions, I'm, I'm probably not spending any more than 40 minutes in the gym. I do my strength work, I do my accessory movements um, and do anything else I feel like and then I get out. But, you know, usually 40 minutes because I just don't have a, a ton of time to to do an hour an hour and a half session and then the boxing is in the evening and um you know usually it's it's tough but it's not it's not as demanding as you know real heavy strength training or the real heavy running it's a wee bit more technical to more skill orientated which i'm enjoying so none of that stuff is too 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 hard on me um at the minute anyway so that's how i'm you know not broken so if you're listening to that and thinking you're going to do the same thing don't go out and do like fucking 10 milers and two-hour gym sessions and you know just take it in the context that it, it works for me and it's it, that's come after a long time of of trying to figure that out um but that's my current training plan i'm feeling in really good shape um feeling fit strength wise i'm feeling pretty good i feel like i have a lot more um to improve on there that's a goal is to improve my my lower body strength especially because 
I think it's a mixture of being quite lanky and having long legs that my lower body strength is kind of pish and then the fact that probably I haven't put enough effort into it as well so my goal is really to try and build my deadlift up um, I'd like to hit a 200 straight bar deadlift um, and then similar on the trap bar I'm still a good bit off that there but aim in the right direction move in the right direction anyway with it you know, last preseason I hurt my back and I wasn't able to do anything so uh, I'm happy that I'm able to really get at it this year and then just build up the strength in general along with that so yeah that's kind of my um that's my current training plans to say it's been going well i'm feeling good at the minute with it i'm a couple of weeks in date um, and i'm just hoping to continue that over the next few while um i suppose my difficulty in this time i've started in the masters at, at jordanstown doing strength conditioning which has been really good and it's always been a goal of mine's but um i don't think i appreciated how much work it was going to fucking be um until now so it's just juggling everything so training to be honest nearly more than anything at the minute is just it's headspace it's time to get away it's it really is your stress reliever um as much as it is a physical thing it's just like today when i went for that run that my head was just a wee bit all over the place but whenever i went in the run you can just kind of you can get out of your own head and you just do something physical and i think it's um i think for me at the minute training is nearly more a it's just a break it's a time to get away and i think that's important and i think the, the more you get into training you realize that's what training actually is you know it's a void from them from them things that are going on in life and it, it allows you to have a break and a reset and um you know it's an important thing to do and for me as much as it's about you know getting ready for gaelic next year it's nearly more about my own headspace but um i think that's why i've been going so hard at it and uh, it's been helping it's been helping with with managing everything because i've got a lot going on at the minute at least for me but as i say it's been it's been um it's been good in that way and i think the more you get into training you realize that what's that's what training really is but yeah enough of me talking shit um so yeah the off-season plan so you could really break you know off-season pre-season it's kind of the same thing but i would really class an off-season as this time now um so say you're talking october september uh up to january time so you you know you could have maybe anywhere from two to three months um depending how you get on the championship and to me this point of the season is all about building a strong base and making yourself as uh, robust as possible so what does that mean um building a strong base i think is two things number one it's it's strength so building just the base strength and the big movements you know your lower body movements like the deadlift the squats and the upper body movements the bench press the chin-ups overhead press it's, it's building a good base of strength there um and then it's building strength in in those problem areas or the injury areas like the hamstrings and the groin so you know doing things like your hamstring holds and your copenhagen's i'm going to get a bit more into that and just give an overview here but you know that's to me what building the strength base would be and then it would be fitness way so building a really strong aerobic base um so basically you have three different energy systems and um you have your your atpc atp pc system which is your your high powered sprints and you have your glycolytic system which are kind of would i guess be more not the kind of slow steady stuff and not the sprint that kind of in between it's going to be the stuff that you're doing where your your legs are burning up you know when you do the kind of two minute tackling drills and your legs start burning that's kind of a bit more glycolytic sort of work you know anything um anything sort of past your sort of 20 second mark um but then the aerobic system is the big one now in off season it's the one that is providing your base level fitness and when you're talking aerobic fitness you're talking in that kind of 60 to 75 percent um 
effort range or, or heart rate um and the reason why you only build up the aerobic aerobic base and, and it's something that's some sometimes forgotten about because a lot of people say you know you want to spend your time doing intervals you want to spend your time doing sprints that is 100 percent correct but if you need to have a strong aerobic base um and the reason is it dictates everything it dictates your recovery massively and it's going to dictate how well you recover from the sprints it's going to dictate how you recover from um you know moments in the game if you don't have a strong aerobic base um you will struggle to recover and if you struggle to recover you'll constantly be putting yourself in um, a position where you can't get as much power out you can't sprint just as hard and that's because your body just doesn't have the ability to recover um i, I think it's also important even just in terms of whenever you get into games being able to last you know the the entire game and not not kind of gassing out and again essentially just comes down to the ability to be able to recover in between plays but more so i think it's just having the distance in your legs that your legs are able to do that you know whatever it be 6k 7k 8k 9k 10k depending on where you're playing um but if you don't have that built up and you're in you your, your body will more than likely break down and, and that's why sometimes injuries occur um so as i say i will get more into how we're going to go around building that but this here period is to say building aerobic fitness um when we get post january then you you can start looking at the intervals and, and those maybe kind of harder runs that are going to be more um specific to match match play so yeah um strength so there's a lot of questions that comes to around strength but I think the th important thing to do is, first off, if you're new to training, if you're new to gym work and you haven't done anything before, the first thing is just learn fucking movements, learn how to do the basic techniques, learn how to hinge at your hips and do a deadlift, learn how to squat properly, try and learn as many different squat variations as possible, so you know, a back squat, a front squat, a box squat, um, split squats, uh, get somebody to teach you them and then know how to bench press chin up dip all those if you've never done any training before make sure you have that ticked off before you do anything and spend a month or two at lightweights working your technique now if you have mastered those movements and those are good then really the goal is can you increase your strength to body weight ratio and i think this is the important thing because at times we maybe think you just need to get stronger 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 uh, but the question sometimes is like at what point is you know is, is strong too strong or is it become a negative um and i think it's good to aim for these body weight ratios I'll try and fire a few out here if i remember them here but um again this is just this is just my opinion these are not um necessarily set or or fact uh, i'm sure there's people who disagree in them um so i would say on, on the deadlift particularly i think a trap bar deadlift is brilliant i think it's brilliant for for athletics and you see there will be a lot of coaches that will train like the players for nfl combine they'll, they'll do a lot of trap bar deadlifting sometimes more so than the straight bar i think mainly because the straight bar is it's a wee bit harder to coach it takes a specific body type to do a really good de uh, straight bar deadlift well um and it's just i don't think as athletic a movement still very important to do if you can but i think tr the trap bar is is probably the best one and you're talking here probably in terms of your your strength to body weight ratio um you want to be doing two to 2.5 times your body weight on this here so um let me just try and work this out here <laughs> so my math isn't good so um if you're weighing uh 90 kilos you want to be able to at least do 
at least 180 on that for one rep or uh it's 2.5 that uh say fucking 220 230 something like that i don't have a calculator in front of me but you can work it out so basically you want to be able to lift at least twice your body weight or 2.5 times your body weight on that on that trap bar deadlift you know i think if you can shoot for that 2.5 it means that you are you're strong enough that you can produce enough power that you're going to be um able to move you know as powerfully as you can especially when we, we chat about speed you know that acceleration is is very much on your strength um you know how quickly can you push the ground away from you how quickly can you push force into the ground and that's all dictated on your on your strength and the trap bar deadlift is a very good a very good show of this so i think trying to trying to build up to where you can do two to 2.5 times your body weight on the trap bar deadlift is a really good place to start if you're already hitting 2.5 times your body weight then the goal is just maintain that and try and maintain that whenever you get to the season um because that shows that you're at a good enough level that the strength is there and that's not an issue so it's maybe all the things you need to improve like mechanics or fitness blah 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 like i know for me that's that number is one i need to improve i'm not hitting that 2.5 times body weight and um i think my acceleration is probably suffering a bit because of that so that's something i need to improve on and the important note on that as well is which I think sometimes forgotten about. We always think about just trying to get bigger, bigger, bigger in the off season. But just remember when your body weight goes up, that body weight ratio will go up as well. So it's not always necessarily a good thing to just get bigger, bigger, bigger. Sometimes it's are you can you get stronger in relation to your body weight? You know, if I'm ninety kilos and able to deadlift two hundred versus being ninety kilos and being able to deadlift two fifty, I'm probably going to be a lot more powerful and a lot m- better of an athlete at uh at two point being able to do two point five my body weight if that makes sense um so that's deadlift squat i would say anywhere from one point five to two times your body weight and i would say for that you're talking a normal back squat now to be honest whenever i do whenever i have clients uh, training the squat I very act, I very fucking rarely actually now I think about doing back squats very rarely I will do a box squat um, I'll do a box squat with a wide stance just to utilize the hips and the groins more or else I will do a front squat or a split squat generally I don't do go for a back squat because most people tend to back squat poorly um, and it's just usually down to the mechanics of the body I think the back squat doesn't suit most people um, I think a front squat provides you have the rest mobility is probably a better version and um, the box squat is a wee bit easier on people so I found those movements to be more beneficial and easier to coach but regardless I know most people will be doing a back squat so 1.5 to two, 2 times your body weight um, for the front squat you're probably talking maybe 1 to 1.25 um, somewhere around that uh, what else okay so bench bench you're probably talking 1 to one and a quarter 1.25 times your body weight again you know the bench press is probably the best um test of your upper body strength and that is important you know in football it's important for tackling it's important for being able to absorb hits um, and just your general strength so bench press like we said one to 1.25 and then the only other one would be would be your chin up and that is that's kind of tougher one to do you know very few people will probably turn up with a lot of weight <coughs> so i'd say your first goal is if you're struggling with chin-ups the first goal should be 
at least be able to do 10 quality chin-ups where you get full hang at the bottom and be able to get yourself right over. Um, if you can do that, then I would start to look at adding a wee bit of weight. Um, and if you can get, you know, maybe half half of your body weight in the chin-up, that would be fucking really good chin-ups. That would be really good. I think the most I've got was a 40 kg um, 40 kg chin-up, um, which is a bit under my body weight. So, you know, if you could aim for half your body weight in the chin-up, that would be brilliant, I think. Um, so anywhere maybe from, you know, a quarter to, to 0.5 times your body weight on, on the chin-up would be brilliant for one rep. But as I say, you know, if the chin-up's probably a movement that is nearly better, I feel doing for reps sometimes. Um, and especially if you're a beginner, you know, your goal should be doing quality reps rather than adding weight. So again, if you're new to lifting, focus on being able to do good reps as opposed to just trying to get a load of weight on doing shit once. Um, I think that's an important important point to make. Um, the only other one would maybe be your kind of overhead press or your strict press, and that's going to be a lot tougher. Um, you know, I don't know if there's any sort of set number for that, but for a strict press, you're probably talking um, maybe not 0.75 times your body weight, so three quarters of your body weight strict press. That would be that would be fucking really good. Um, not 0.5, not 0.75. I would say. Um, and the strict press is tough, but I think it's a very good movement just for your your overall strength because you you need that stability when the the weight's at the top of your body. You know you're essentially having to balance that weight at the top of your head. It's brilliant for the core. It's brilliant for overall strength. Um, and then it's just a different type of pressing movement. You know, the, we do a lot of movement. Uh, we do a lot of horizontal pressing, so like bench press and dumbbell bench and push ups. So sometimes doing something over your head, and you know, a vertical press is actually important just for balance as well overall. Um, so the strict press is a good one there. Um, so the only other real thing might be the might be discussing um, your splits in the week. Um, again, this is really dependent on how often you're able to train and how much availability you have. I find that I can get four sessions in the week, so I break up two two upper body, two lower body sessions. Um, if you are probably only able to get you know two sessions in the week, I would probably do two whole body sessions, and I would break it up into the different classifications of movement. So I would go, you know, at the start maybe like a do some sort of squat movement, do some sort of horizontal press, that's going to be your bench, do some sort of core movement, then do some sort of hip dominant movement, so it could be a deadlift, a glute bridge, do some sort of uh, vertical press, so it could be an overhead press, and then do some sort of pulling movement, so it could be a chin up, it could be a barbell row, um, and I would kind of repeat that sequence of movements or where you're doing it in wee many circuits, but you're actually breaking it up into movements as such, so trying to get as much balance overall, do lots of different core work, but again, strength being the priority. So um, on those days, you know, day one, day two, have a specific lift, whether it be that trap or that uh, bench press. You have a specific number that you want to hit in them days and follow a program to hit those and, and, and strength being the priority. So you're talking there two to six reps, two to six sets, and the weight being over 80% um, and trying to progress that each week, each session, you know, have a sort of periodized plan in place where you're gradually increasing the weight or increasing the reps to a certain point, um, because that's how that's how you're going to build strength essentially. But having the plan is very important when you have a structure to follow. You're able to see improvements each week on it, and that consistency is what builds the strength. It's not necessarily one workout; it's it's consistency that builds it. If now you have maybe three days 
So you have a couple of options. You could go three whole body sessions and um, maybe just reduce the overall volume in it. So you could have one day that could be maybe a, a bench press focus and then one day it could be a trap or deadlift focus and one day it could be a squat focus. But you're still going to be training a load of different movements in those days. But those are your three main lifts and those are the three main lifts for strength. Um, and then the other movements after that are really accessories. So you could do it like that. I think whenever you have a wee bit more time, like four days, you would do your your upper upper lower splits. I, I really like the upper lower splits. Um gives you a bit more time to recover in between. It allows you kind of to focus a wee bit more on the particular body part. So when I'm doing my upper body work, I have a wee bit more time to, to kind of work as much as I want to um, versus trying to squeeze everything into those two or three sessions. So I do two upper and two lower sessions. Um, and one of the upper sessions will be more strength-based where it'll be, you know, heavy bench pressing um, or a variation of that. And then the other day will be like uh, more dynamic stuff so i'll do like speed bench pressing um and uh more accessory movements and, and core work okay. same with lower body one will be a real strength day so it could be heavy deadlifts and the other day could be speed squats and um all the accessory movements, single leg work so that's kind of how i work it where it'll be a heavy day and there'll be a more dynamic day it's kind of based on some west side barbell principles which i've been trying out but as i say i've been enjoying that there uh type of programming and so far it's going good I don't know how much longer I'll stick with it, but again, those upper-lower splits are good, and I think they're a good way to balance uh, your training across a week. Okay, so, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all the bases on, on strength. We covered the ratios there, covered splits in the week. Um, I think just, you know, strength being a priority is an important thing. One we note I would, I would make is there's a lot of chat about phase training at the minute you know so like um you'll train in a particular phase at a particular time so like we you train in a strength phase a hypertrophy phase a power phase blah 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 well i think that has merit and obviously it depends on the program i think don't get stuck into just training that one way and maybe i've, I've talked a lot about strength there when I do my sessions, I will start everything off with some sort of power movement. So that could be a trap bar jump, a uh, squat jump. I will do my strength work and then I will do some sort of hypertrophy work. So I try and mix everything in the one session. But each block of the year will have a particular emphasis. So the most of the work in the session that I do at this time will be the strength stuff. I will still do power work and I still do hypertrophy. But a majority of my time will be spent, spent on the strength work. Now, whenever we get into the end season is probably going to be a bit more power work it's going to be not too much strength work might be a wee bit more hypertrophy work um but it's important to in my opinion to train all the different aspects because if you don't train it you'll lose it so you know there's no point in you doing tons of strength work now getting to the end season and then stopping because your body's smart if it doesn't have to hold on to it 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 won't it's just a survival mechanism you know it doesn't need it so we'll get rid of it um so if you are training strength now just be aware that whenever you go into like a different phase as such if you want to call it that you know when you get in the end season pre-season pre-season you don't want to just stop and just start doing power work you want to keep doing elements of it um and same as now you want to keep doing your power work you want to keep doing your hypertrophy work um and then just maybe increase the amount that you're going to do in particular phase after that there um i hope that made sense but I, I I've seen it I see it a lot now and I think there is merit to it. But um you just need to be careful with things like that. Um so the next thing I want to chat about was your fitness work. Um 
And I think sometimes this is where people can get a wee bit confused. The strength stuff is kind of straightforward. I think fitness work is a wee bit more complicated because, you know, you have like fucking different energy systems. There's a lot more going on and you can second guess yourself a lot now, especially these days when there's so much information out there. Um, the important thing at this point of the year is building an aerobic base. And to me, the best way to build the aerobic base is, is kind of getting miles in the legs. It's working in that kind of 60, 70, 75% um, of your heart rate, uh, like effort-wise as well. Um, but again, it's not about absolutely smashing yourself. It's about building a strong base. And it's going to be the longer, slower runs. You know, like I would never really do a, a two, three, or four-mile run in season. Um and a low people will tell you like you'll never run you know two or three miles in a game continuously at that slow pace that's 100 percent correct but you do need to do it at this point of the year to build up your aerobic pace which will dictate how quickly you recover when you get to the end season when you get to pre-season so whenever you're doing those hard intervals and those tough sort of match situations and training your ability to recover is dictated by your aerobic system so if your aerobic system is not strong you will struggle to recover so it's very important to build it up now as i say i think the best way to build it up and when i was chatting to paul fisher on the last podcast which i would recommend going and listening to again um he recommended the kind of three to five k runs and that's something i've done in the past and i think they're brilliant i think the good thing about them is number one they don't take a pile of your time up um, because, you know, 5K, if you're going at a good pace, you know, you're looking somewhere around 20 minutes, the 3K, you're talking anywhere from, you know, 12 minutes down. It doesn't take a lot of your time up, but it means that you can go a wee bit harder at the run. It's not as, um, it's just not as monotonous. You know, if you do a 10 miler, 15 miler, and you're going a lot slower and it's taking you over an hour, that, that can be, that can be hard to keep going for, for a couple of months over the off season but when you go out and you're doing those three five k's and you have a specific time to be that's kind of good like i've been running the past couple of weeks and i have a i have a forest trail that i run around and then i do the treadmill 3k and like i know my my personal best times in them so every time i go in my goal is just beat my time beat my time beat my time um and i'm still getting a lot of miles in the legs because they're still you know long enough like two two plus miles I can't go like 80, 90% of, of my max. I have to be in around 75%. Um, but it's exciting because you have time to beat each week and it's not sitting going, Jesus, I've got an hour or two of running here. It's like I've got 20 minutes. I'm going to go hard at it and uh, I'm going to have a sweat worked up and I'll feel good about it as well if I beat my time. So that's what I would suggest in terms of your running this time of year is three and five Ks, um, somewhere around that. And, and keep it simple. Find yourself a wee loop or a route or whether it be running around your town or going to a forest. Get a PB time for it, you know, in week one. And week two, the goal is beat it. Week three, the goal is beat it. And it could only be beating it by a second or even just equaling it. But having the time to beat is really good. And, and ideally what you want to see is by the time it comes around to January, you're absolutely smoking that time. You know, you're you're beating it by a lot. And then you can say to yourself, well, fuck, I'm... Um, if I'm not fitter, I'm a lot fucking better at running anyway, you know, and, and that's going to carry over to, to the pre-season, but at that point you will be fitter, um, and it's it's an exciting way of doing it as well. So that's how I would do that. Now, if you did want to do work on the pitch, um, if doing 3 and 5Ks maybe isn't feasible for you or if it's something you're not able to do, 
then I would look at doing some some tempo runs. Um, so I've kind of chatted about this on an Instagram page before. But basically, what you're probably going to do is either you know anywhere from 100 to 200 meters um, on the pitch, and you're going to run it at kind of like a seven out of ten difficulty. Like again, that's 70 percent. So over 100 meters, you know, you might be trying to do it in um, 18 or 19 seconds, and then you're going to take double the rest, so two to one work ratio. Um, so if you're doing it in 18 seconds, you're going to take 30 s 36 seconds rest. And I would start off, you know, week one doing maybe like a thousand meters of it. So 10 sets of 100 meters. Week two, you could increase it to 12, 14 the week after, 16. And you could build it all, all the way up to maybe 2K. Whenever you hit that kind of 2K, you know, so 20 sets, what you could do then is drop your time down. So instead of doing 18 seconds, you do it in 17. You go back down to 10, you go back up, back up, back up. Whenever you hit that, you could bring it down again. But the tempo runs is a um, is another good way of building up the fitness. I, I think that's, that's a wee bit more pre-season orientated, that type of running, but it's it's definitely a really good way of building your fitness. And if it's something you would rather do than going out and doing longer runs, then I would suggest tempos. Um, and again, it's a lot more controllable because you have a better idea of your times, you have a better idea of distances. So it is a really good way of um, of building that fitness as well. So tempo runs or else the, the kind of, you know, those longer runs, three to five Ks. In terms of amount of sessions a week, again, it depends how much we got available. I would say trying to do a minimum of one per week, you know, a minimum of one per week. If you can get out twice, I think that's brilliant. And I think that puts you in a really good position. Any more than that is great, yeah, but you know, at the same point, you're not going to be running for a while yet in games, so you don't want to second yourself. Um, so I think doing one or two runs a week, pitching a good place, it keeps the fitness ticking over and building up slowly, you know, gradually building up, um, which is what you want and eventually peaking, you know, for that kind of January time where you get into the more game related running. But I feel like, um, I feel like just one or two sessions a week. And just each session's building on the last one by a percent, by another percent. And eventually you, you build up quite a lot over time, but uh, you know, being consistent with it's the most important thing. And I think doing that over time is, is really important. So that's kind of fitness, you know. Again, I think sometimes we can overcomplicate it, like most things. Um, but it's pretty simple, you know, have a set distance, have a set time. Week one, you go and run it. Week two, you try and beat that time. And then week three, you beat that time. Week four, you beat that time. And eventually, you're smoking your time by a lot. Um, but it requires consistency. Um, same with strength. You know, you figure out where you are now. You figure out where your weak areas are. And you you go and you build on it. You know, each week, you do a wee bit more, a wee bit more, a wee bit more. And eventually, you know, with all those wee 1% added up, you build up a massive amount. Um, and that's really what we're looking for. One more thing, maybe I forgot to mention the strength, um, which is just sort of popping into my head now, is is injury prevention work. Um, what I would start doing now is, like, I would recommend looking up this guy called Alex Natira. Um, I think he used to work, or maybe still works, with the GWS Giants in Australia. Um, but he would do a lot of isometric, um, a lot of isometric work. And isometric basically just means you don't, you're just holding one position. So imagine like. Um, uh, doing a squat and just sitting in the squat and not moving so isometric would mean you're just holding that position concentric would be you know the up phase of a squat eccentric would be the down phase and isometric is essentially pausing in between those uh, phases 
what he does is a lot of uh, asymmetric work so one which you might have seen in my instagram would be the kind of um, hamstring hold where you would lay back and you would pet your heel up on the bench and you would have just a slightly bent leg so maybe like a 10 percent bend in your knee and then you would push up through your heel and it would nearly be like a glute bridge when your legs straight and the other legs um, off the bench and all the pressures coming on that uh, on that hamstring and, and essentially you're building strength and that length and position in the hamstring and that's going to build that isometric strength which is very important in the hamstring injury prevention again you can do that in a lot of different ways and you, progr- you can progress that in a lot of different ways but I would encourage you to look up um, his stuff Alex and Tira's um, there's a lot of stuff online about it but I think they're very good uh, the other movement would be doing Copenhagen so Copenhagen is a very popular one for building up your groins and the adductors again one of the common sites of injuries especially for f- field sport athletes and, and Gaelic players but they're a very very simple movement that you can do and require very little all it requires is the bench um, but they're very good for building up the, the adductors and groins which is an area that's kind of hard to build up and essentially all you're going to do is you're going to um, basically get in a side plank position on the ground and then you would put uh, the inside of your leg on top of the bench and the other leg would just be sort of sitting out and then you're going to push up through the inside of the leg on the bench and um, in doing that there your uh, hips are going to lift off the ground so all the pressure is going to be on the leg on the bench and then that pressure is going to be working the groins and the adductors but that maybe doesn't give you a good visual look up copenhagen's the um, named after the country or the fucking city whatever it is look that up really good exercise for the groins um and then there's a couple other hip ones like some of the simple hip ones is literally just um lifting your your knee up in a 90 degree position holding it holding it for an isometric and even when you do that it's like if you whenever you're sitting down lift your lift your knee off the ground and hold it there as high as you can when you're sitting down and you'll start to feel the the strain on your hip flexor really simple one to do but again where's those common injury areas all the time where's those common injury areas sorry all the time it's hamstrings it's groins it's hip flexors so those we um isometrics or something you can integrate into your warm-up as a really good way of building some robustness which is very important at this point of the year okay how to backtrack a bit there Next thing then is your speed work. Um, sometimes speed work is forgotten about when it uh, comes to this point of the year. Um, and it's kind of hard to motivate yourself to do this speed work because it's so far away from next year. But speed is by far the hardest quality to build and it takes the longest time to build. And unfortunately, it takes the shortest time to leave you. You know, so if you haven't done any high high quality sprinting since your football finished, you, you've probably lost a bit of speed. Um, so what to do with that? I would number one work on when you have the time now working on your mechanics, um, working on your sprint mechanics. That's going to be very important. And there's loads of places online you can look this up. I would maybe recommend you looking up um, Altis, A L T I S. That's very good. And then a guy called uh, Coach Sportland on Instagram. Um, I went to one of his workshops recently in um, in Belfast. And it was brilliant um, and went a lot into sprint mechanics, so I'd recommend looking up his stuff. And then a guy called Joel Smith, I'm actually looking at his book here in front of me. Um, the book is called Speed Strength and um, it's very in-depth um, but very good in terms of mechanics. So I'd recommend looking that up, but hey, there's fucking tons of shit on YouTube and um, on my Instagram page too for it. So I would work on your sprint mechanics, um, particularly acceleration stuff. The big area that you can work on in speed at this time of the year is acceleration. So acceleration is is that kind of 0 to 10, 0 to 20 meters. 
and that's going to be dictated a lot on your strength so you know it's the ability to produce force into the ground it's the ability to be able to push off the ground as hard as possible and when you think about that that's essentially strength isn't it it's it's been able to apply force into the ground and when we think back in those trap bar deadlifts what are you essentially doing there you're applying force into the ground so it kind of makes sense that if you can improve your your strength to body weight ratio on something like a trap bar deadlift you can apply more force into the ground therefore meaning whenever you accelerate off you should be able to get more force into the ground which repels you further forward and makes you faster so acceleration-wise, at this point of the year, it's building up that strength-to-body-weight ratio. That's going to be very important. Couple that with the sprint mechanics, and I think you're kind of on the on the win there. But I would really work on developing your strength-to-body-weight ratio in the trap bar deadlift and the split squat as well. Um, if you can do that, that's a really good starting point for acceleration. And to be honest, that's where most of Gaelic football or hurling is played is, is zero to 20 meters. It's very rare that we're having to go at max velocity really any longer than 20 meters when you think about it in the game um so i think that's very important if you can learn good sprint mechanics too that's it's fucking brilliant because trust me when i say none of us can sprint properly <laughs> um i've been to quite a few workshops now and you kind of realize that jesus we're we haven't been taught how to run that's mad um until you actually see people that can move well and you do drills that require you to move well <laughs> you realize like fuck i'm not where i need to be here um and that's something i'm going to do is try and build up my sprint mechanics over the next few while and improve that strength to body weight ratio if you can it's a really good idea to try and time that acceleration sprint so i would do maybe um a couple of timed runs from zero to 20 meters you could go out to the fucking pitch and get your mate to go and time you on his phone. Um, maybe you're in a position where you have timing gates. Maybe you have um, a track to run around, whatever it is. But zero to twenty meters, get a start time for it, um, and then obviously try and try and bring that down over the next few while. But acceleration, I feel, should be your focus in the off season, particularly building body weight to strength ratio and mechanics. Um, the only other thing then is, is kind of more personal goals, maybe like your body weight so now would be the time if you feel like an issue is maybe you're too light that you might want to be pitting on about the size i know this might go against what i was saying about the strength the body weight ratio thing but again you have to prioritize your goals and see what's important for you so maybe you're you're you realize that last year you were just getting fucking bothered about because you were too small just physically so you might just have to put on a bit of size and that's going to come down a lot to your diet and that could be just eating a lot more it could be just altering the way you train maybe maybe doing more hypertrophy work um so that's something you need to take a look at yourself similarly if if you were maybe a bit too heavy and you just weren't able to move well on the pitch if you're just a bit of a fat fuck then you might need to bring that down and that's going to come through diet work which you probably already know but again you really do have to sit down and take a take a look at yourself after after the season ends and think where was my problem areas where did i not do good and if it was because you had too much excess body fat and you need to fucking get rid of it if it's because you weren't fast enough or strong enough and you need to get stronger and you need to get faster um you know when i look back on last year i think i probably could have been fitter and it definitely could have been um I definitely probably could have been faster and, and my strength could have improved my lower body. I feel that would have helped me. Um, 
that's taken away from skill and all that there that obviously has to be improved this is just physically what we're talking about but um you do really need to do a um do like a survey of yourself and see what was good what was bad and what needs to be improved on and ultimately that can be a hard thing to do but it's so so important whenever you are trying to become uh, a better athlete and a better version of yourself and trying to improve on on this on the last season you had um so yeah just to kind of conclude all that i know that was kind of a random one it was different than than the past couple of podcasts but i wanted to give just a wee bit more information on the off-season stuff and if you do have any questions you know you can fire them through my instagram or um contact me through uh email um everything is on my instagram quinn strength condition i would just go on that that's the easiest place to get me but yeah to conclude all that basically run a bit more uh get a bit stronger and um if you need to lose weight, lose weight. If you need to put on weight, put on weight. If you're okay, then don't fucking do anything. But basically, run more, lift more. Um, that, that's a simple way of putting it. But essentially, improve your strength to body weight ratio. Build a solid aerobic base. If you do that between now and, and January, I think you're putting yourself in a good place. Um, so yeah, I think that's kind of it. Um, unless there's anything I'm forgetting about. But yeah as i say it was just a kind of quick one the one to come on i didn't get the podcast up last week as i say, just had a lot a lot going on with the masters and and various other projects i'm working on um which i was annoyed i didn't get one up but you know sometimes that's just the way it goes and i know if i had a tried to rush to get one done it probably wouldn't have been as good as what i've liked i don't know how good this one was to be fair um but i do have some guests lined up for the next couple of weeks so um I'm hoping to get back to the kind of usual stuff we had on the past couple of weeks, but I, I think this is one that a lot of people have asked for and a bit more information. So I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you can take something from it. As I say, if there's, que- if there's any questions, fire them through to me on Instagram at Quinn Strength Conditioning. Um, but yeah, apart from that, thanks for listening. And I um, hope you enjoyed. Hope you take something from it. But uh, yeah, I will uh, I'll speak to you in the next one. So thanks for listening. <laughs>